the soil can hold a reserve of certain nutrients, but it can't hold excess of other nutrients. Um, so if you're over fertilizing, you're leading problems to problems which will impact the crop. You know, too much nitrogen drives um, disease or causes lodging, but you could also be looking at environmental issues, uh, water quality runoff and, and air quality affected. So look, it's it's about getting the balance right to feed the crop, whether it, you're high yielding or low yielding to feed what the crop needs. The current weather is not encouraging for at least the next week or so to complete any work on the land. However, this time can be spent very productively by planning for the upcoming actions over the next few months. Mapping out the most expensive inputs, i.e. fertilizers, should be top of your list. Do you know what is needed to complete a nutrient management plan? Keep listening and we'll run through the requirements. You're listening to the latest episode of The Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. We would really appreciate it if you could listen, follow and give us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. Chemical fertilizer is much cheaper than last year, but still a very large cost for every farmer. Purchasing the correct quantity and type is necessary to achieve high yield, while at the same time not exceeding allowances, is even more important this year. I'm joined by Dr. Veronica Nine, a tillage advisor in Leash, to discuss the requirements to complete a farm nutrient management plan. Veronica, before we get into the planning stage of the nutrients, what or how much does the fertilizers represent of the overall growing costs for most crops? They're always your biggest outlay or your biggest out, um, cost with production. However, in the last year, obviously, they have jumped significantly. Um, the National Farm Survey of 22 found that of total costs of production, um, fertilizers represented 22%, um, whereas of the variable costs, 42%. Now, that's up on previous years, but they'd always be up around you know, 15, 14, 15, 16%, even before the price of fertilizer went up. So it's a big cost and it needs to be managed well. Okay, so there's definitely good financial reason, no, no matter anything else in terms of managing these nutrients. But what are the other large considerations as well people should really take into consideration much like ourselves you know we need to eat a balanced healthy diet and fertilizer is the diet of your crop so it needs to be balanced to the crop and the crop offtake um you know if you phosphorus is important for strong healthy roots potassium is important for for healthy or strong straw and prevents brackling and straw breakdown so and and nitrogen drives yield so um if they're not there sufficiently for certain nutrients the soil can provide a reserve in the short term but in the long term you need to be giving the crop it's what it needs um and then on the other hand the, the soil can hold a reserve of certain nutrients, but it can't hold excess of other nutrients. Um, so if you're over fertilizing, you're leading problems to problems which will impact the crop. You know, too much nitrogen drives um, disease or um, and, and causes lodging. But you could also be looking at environmental issues, uh, water quality um, runoff and, and air quality affected. So, look, it's it's about getting the balance right to feed the crop, whether you're high yielding or low yielding to feed what the crop needs. Okay, so I suppose when you look at that, then obviously fertilizers are, are probably one of the most important inputs you can put into it. And there are changes afoot, as you mentioned, the environmental part of it there uh, in terms of the fertilizer register that's there or that's coming out or that that's in force, I suppose, maybe this year for all farmers. 
Will that be restricted for people buying fertilizer? So in other words, could I go into a my my co-op as I normally have done, haven't interacted with any of this thing to, to, to date? Can I just go in and buy my whatever six or ten tons of 10, 10, 20, or 18, 6, 12 and happily go on my merry way? Or is there something I need to do beforehand? Well, firstly, uh, the fertilizer register required that all um, people buying fertilizer had to register by autumn last year. So when you go in now to your merchant to buy fertilizer, you'll be asked for your herd number. Um, and while there's no changes, this doesn't isn't affecting the allowances or what your crop needs. It just means that you, when you go in and buy fertilizer now, you'll be asked for your herd number and it'll be recorded on the system and the department will be aware of what you have bought. So, you know, it just takes away any ambiguity out of the system. You're buying the fertilizer. Um, the department know it's on the farm um, and you also had to register closing stock last year. So, you know, the far, the all fertilizers now are traceable essentially okay so every kilo of n and p coming onto the farm it's uh, essentially people know where it's where, where it is so yeah. and just in terms of those uh you know overall controls um obviously the department were always entitled to come and inspect uh, at any stage uh, a farmer in terms of the nutrient nutrients that were used over the year maybe if we can come come at it from that direction for 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 people listening um when a department uh, come and, and, and say you're going to get it inspected, what are the things they're expecting to find uh, as part of that inspection that, that a farmer must provide to, to them? So when, when you get an inspection, um, you're required to complete nitrates rec- records for the, the given year. Um, so what they're looking for is they're looking for all your soil reports. Now, in the past, if you didn't have some fields sampled, you were given a maintenance allowance that is gone for phosphorus, sorry. So that is gone. So if you do not have a soil report now for a tillage field on your farm, you have no phosphorus allowance um, of, for that particular field. So that's w- one thing that has changed slightly in relation to inspection. And Veronica, can I just ask you, how current does the, 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 does the soil sample need to be? So all soil samples can represent no more than five hectares or 12 and a half acres, and they are valid for four years. Now, that's, you, you know, um, it depends on the time of year you took it. So be careful if you're taking them late um, in the year, they are not valid for the year gone. So any samples, for example, taken in October 23 uh, weren't valid for 2023. So you couldn't use them retrospectively for an inspection of 2023. Okay. Um, so it's important you figure out when your soil reports are expiring. Just if you have a nutrient management plan, even an old one, you can ring your advisor and they can tell you which ones are coming up to being replaced or needing to be replaced. So that's one thing. Um, when you also like, obviously, the department know exactly what you're going because it's declared on your this application in the year. Uh, what they would also look for in the past was your fertilizer statements for the given year. So if I got an inspection of 2023, they would ask for a merchant statement with my fertilizers on it. Going forward, they won't need that. Um, um, they would ask me to declare closing and opening stock, but they never knew for sure what my opening and closing stock were. But from going forward now, they will. So they know your crops. They'll have your soil reports. And they now will know your fertilizer. So they, it's all mathematics, really. They can sit down and calculate your allowance. So if you're not preparing some kind of a plan in advance and you are over fertilizing, 
you know, it is a penalty on your 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 um, payments from the department. I, I suppose everybody would would ask the question or or would want to know. I suppose maybe given that that we're in an Irish type circumstance, where's the wriggle room? Uh, where where can people, you know, there's a little bit little bit of um, uh, I suppose an allowance. Is, is is that in in the extra yield that might be in there, or is that yeah. in the organic manures, or where's the regal room in the system? Well, or is there any? Well, organic manures also are declared as you as you know. Um, if you're bringing or importing them onto the farm, uh, bonus yield is like you have to be able to feed the 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 crop and the soil because the soil you know needs a certain reserve of nutrients to allow nutrients to become available to your crop. So when you have high yielding crops, you are allowed an extra allowance. Um, so another thing they will look for if you're if you're looking for um, you know extra yield allowance is is a copy of your grain statement. So you can uh, pick the best of the previous three years. So in 2024, you're looking back at 23, 22, or 21. You can pick a different year for each crop. So you might have done really well last year, say in winter wheat, but the year before for spring barley. So you can you can change it up. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the one year across all your your um, your crops. And if you can show the yield is in excess of a ton per hectare from the reference yield, which the department have complete um, have declared and are quite conservative then you're allowed an extra 20 kgs for um, nitrogen per per ton and an extra 3.8 kgs of phosphorus. So, you know, keeping your records, if you're coming into your advisor, you'll need your grain statement and they'll need an average moisture content um, to bring it up to the reference of 20% moisture. And um, then you use your maps for to declare or show area that was covered. So... That gives you a little bit extra allowance, but you have to be able to show the paperwork to approve that you're entitled to it. Okay, so and obviously those um, higher yields are going to take a bit more nutrients back out of the soil, Abs- which kind absolutely. of yeah. brings us all the way back, I suppose, to the soil test. And obviously, as you mentioned before, they're they're crucial for that. Um, so where are, you know, we, we talked about the, the soil test needs to be uh you know less than four years old and uh no more than five hectares but what if they're out where does the farmer start getting those tests um what's what's the process there to soil sample you can do it yourself chagas provide the service as well we can help you take the soil sample it's it's up to you either way but um i would say and look at kind of if you're if you're starting from scratch and don't have a nutrient management plan you know mapping the farm is probably one of the most important steps to do. So if you are, you know, starting to take soil samples for the first time, I would sit down with uh, your advisor and have have a chat with them because there are other factors in play here. You know, if you have a peat or if you're part of what the what um, is, or if you're farming soil that has been declared or um, come up as a peat soil on the EPA Chagas Indicative Soil Map, then you will need to be able to show that it's not a peat or confirm it is through a soil report. Um, well, you, you don't need to confirm it is, but you need to be able to show it's not. So that means that you'll have to get a, a test for organic matter. But those soil, um, if you do them through Chagas, you come into us and we'll take the details. We can send a, a sampler out to you and they'll take the samples. We'll send them off. Uh, generally, depending on the time of year, they can be back within two weeks. Um, at the minute, you know, it's a it's a busy time now. You, you might budget maybe an extra week or two um, to just get the sampler out because our samplers are, are 
you know, um, out all the time now because we're competing with the derogation um, dairy farmers as well. And I suppose, um, would, would it be true to say, Veronica, that um, in terms of mapping out, as you rightly say, it's very important from the point of view of getting the correct amount of samples per the field that you're in, because I think there's a limit of five hectares per sample, is it? Yeah, um, absolutely. But also yeah. maybe in terms of how that sample is taken for consistency year on year. So um, farmers yeah. can track how the soil is reacting to the amount of fertilizer or nutrients that are being applied versus the amount that's being taken off each year. Absolutely. Uh, like ideally you sample the same time of the year and tillage, we're lucky, you know, well, you know, in that we have a large part of the year where we, the soil can be sampled. So there's no need to be waiting till January. You can be sampling from any time from when you haven't fertilized with either organic or, or chemical fertilizer within three to six months, you know. So, you know, you can be taking samples in September. Um, yeah, I think, you know, coming in and hand sitting down and talking with your advisor, um, and identifying patches or areas like if I have a, a 10 hectare f- a field I'm going to have to split it in two um, I'd prefer a farmer to tell me well this part of the field here is less productive than this part um, so that we can kind of separate out the soil samples and, and get greater accuracy because taking one soil sample over a, a, an area that's moving from highly productive to poorly productive is just giving you an average of nothing really. Um, so it's good to sit down and map it and, um, you know, with uh, your advisor and have your say on where the soil samples should go. Um, also, you know, you have to take into effect the cropping history. So you can't be mixing if it was in winter wheat, if it was a split parcel in winter wheat and beans last year, for example, then they shouldn't be sampled in the one sample because the soil will be different. OK, so obviously, and everyone probably listens to this and thinking, Jesus, it's very complicated, this kind of thing. So it probably is a a, a, a professional advisor um, type scenario to, to, to actually get a, a proper plan together. So you mentioned a couple of pieces of information that a farmer should bring, such as soil samples. And um, uh, I think the grain statement you also mentioned, is there other things that you as as an advisor, and I know you're in the middle of doing an awful lot of these at the moment, um, that you like to see what's an organized farmer come in with so you can can be as as efficient as you can and you're not, you know, um, at at the desk for hours on end trying to to get through the bits and pieces because the farmer didn't come uh, armed with as much information as he could have done. So we'll take the scenario where I have a farmer who comes back. I have farmers who would ring me up in kind of just after harvest to start discussing this. Um, you know, they would do a farm and nutrient management plan year on year. So what generally I ask the farmers in that scenario to do is, you know, they'll ring me and say, are their samples expiring? I'll give them the parcels and they will generally sample them themselves and have the soil reports back by, you know, in two weeks. Um, I generally ask them to print off the land details page of their BIS and from the previous year, and we just put in and just write in what the projected crop for 24 is. If you are adding lands, you know, say you're in a scenario where, you know, you're potato growers and you're swapping parcels on and off your maps, or you're adding new ground, if you could have the parcel number, it's ideal, but really know where it is the townland at least we can we have maps there and we can get pretty close but know the be able to recognize the field from a map you know it saves a lot of time um and then having any new new soil reports having your grain statements from the previous year in the off chance that it's your best year for a crop 
I would also say have thought ahead because your your nutrient management plan is for a 12-month period from January through to December. So you have to be thinking about the autumn as well. Uh, if you are planning to import slurry, that has to be taken off the budget for the, the coming year. So we need to know roughly what you're thinking of importing and the volume. Um, and also things like if, you, if you're if you growing up, say, oilseed rape in the, the year in 2025, you may want to put, you know, a little bit of fertilizer into the seabed with that at sowing. Have thought about those kind of things as well, because, you know, it, it's a 12 month. It isn't ideally for tillage. It would work better probably if it was, you know, kind of September to August, but it doesn't. It's it's January to December. So you kind of need to think of the, the crops in the ground now, but also what's coming in the, the, the year after. So what is what you're saying? If you use organic manures in say uh, August or September, and you put out a lot of um, say farmyard manure, for instance, in that that scenario, that yeah. the nutrients in that count in the year that it's used in, but the farmer, uh, the advisor, I suppose, are counting that for the production of the crop for the following year. Yeah. No, right. Well, we okay. we have to take account of it in the given year that it's it's put on the soil so you're kind of you have to acknowledge it in 2024 even though it's technically going on a crop for 2025 okay so uh when you a farmer hopefully all your farmers are coming in with that level of detail um it, it would sound obviously uh like there's a lot of work in that from you as an advisor putting it through we we have a reasonably good program a nutrient management plan program but i presume it's it's a uh, the bigger the farmer they are more acres or hectares that they have it'll probably take that little bit longer but in terms of what the farmer is going to leave with or what are you going to arm that farmer with when that process is complete describe to me what that looks like yeah well to to just go back to what you said it sounds it does sound complex i know that but i wouldn't i would tell farmers not to be wary of it because it's an it's it's an excellent package and you know when you do it once the first time is the hardest and when you have it done after that it's just a matter of of changing the crops and little top-ups every year what you leave with is depends what you want i have some farmers who who have relatively fertile soils have very little problems with their soils and and they have a kind of a set shopping list as such and they just want to know and and they'd have pretty set areas of each crop so they just want to know what's my maximum that I can buy and I can put in their shopping list and tell them yes you're under your limits work away that works I've other farmers who want a field by field breakdown they want you know what specifically does say my winter wheat need or what specifically does this particular field need and I can give them that as well it depends on you know how you, you what you want yourself um and then we can also generate maps so um I can give you a map of your farm that will highlight the fields that have say phosphorus issues or potassium issues so that you can walk away with a literally a colored map that says um, anything pale pink here has a, a needs extra potassium. And, you know, I have in the past laminated those for farmers and they keep them in the cab of the cat- tractor and they may pop around then, you know, um, you know, if they had a, p- a potassium issue and, and address that in, in in on a given day when the, it's quiet with a, a direct potassium fertilizer so there's you know it, it it as i said it it's it's different strokes for different folks as such but yeah you can get an actual field by field 
how to fertilize this particular field um, uh, for the year, but, you know, or also just keep with know what your limits are. So the final question, Veronica, and it's certainly been very clear today, but in terms of the farmer urgency, like how... I presume that this probably should happen before uh, fertilizers are purchased or can this be done midway through the season or what What would your advice be to farmers? You can do this, in my opinion, on a tillage system. If you have a set rotation where you're pretty, you know, I have farmers who follow beans with winter wheat and they follow winter, you know, a set set rotation, same crops every year um, in a rotation around the farm. Like you can do this anytime. The only thing is just to be aware if, if like a year like this or you don't get stuff sto- sown if you have it done to come back and 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 change it up, you know. If there is a year w- where you where you don't get the plan in as you'd hoped, so you could be looking at this. As I said, I've farmers who start talking to me about this July August. What fields need to be sampled after the harvest, so they can start getting ready. I suppose you know acres. The last couple of years, I'd normally do a lot of these in November, but you know, last two years acres has made that difficult. So we're seeing a glut of them now at the minute this particular year um but you know the first one is the hardest as i said and after that you can do them at any time of the year and they don't take so long but it's just important to build it in as part of your yearly plan have it in your diary august after post harvest or post sowing time to to sit down and talk about my nutrient management plan but just to be clear there's no point in trying to come up with a nutrient plan if there's an inspection imminent oh, yes. and it's, yeah. it's, it's in October. Uh, so what you're talking yeah. about is is doing it. You can do it up to 12 months in advance, no problem, but you can't do it post everything is oh, gone. Oh, yeah. Well, you, 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 I suppose traditionally that was the way it was used before the fertilizer register, but it wouldn't be advisable to do it that way anymore because, as I said, you know, when in the past, if you didn't have one and you got an inspection, you didn't have to show records for multiple years. Um, they wouldn't be aware of opening, closing stock and things like that. Whereas as going forward now, everything on your farm is known. So you need to have this done really before you buy fertilizer or definitely to know what not to spread within the given calendar year. So you'd want to be doing it sooner rather than later in the year. As, as they say, in the year that's in it, you can't unbuy fertilizer this year. Well, you, well, I suppose you, you can carry it over, but it has True. to be there, <laughs> you know, yes. yeah, you have it to know to hold it. In the yard. Yes. yes, so you have to know to hold it for, for okay. the year coming. So and um, without a plan, it's it's guesswork, really. Right. OK, well, look, there's a, there's certainly lot, there, there, uh, there's certainly lots to work in front of you, Veronica, and all the other advisors around the country to try and get through as many of these plans as, as you can. Um, and look, listen, I, I know I'm borrowing your, some of your time Uh, away from those plans and thanks very much for that and listen we'll be talking to you soon no problem thank you so that's it for this episode of my thanks to veronica for joining me on the podcast don't forget to register by next monday for the national tillage conference which is on the following thursday january 31st in kilkenny the local tillage seminars continue across the country in the coming week with seminars in tralee and dungarvan the seminars will cover topics to help farmers which are of particular interest in their part of the country Full details of all these events are on chagas.ie forward slash events. So finally, if you enjoyed the podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and follow on Apple or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.